degrees. Yep, Indianapolis Center, do you have any test operations restricted area 2508? Area 31, Roger. Traffic is quite luminous and is exhibiting some non-ballistic motion, over. Roger, Area 31, continue to stand at your discretion, over. Okay, Center. The traffic is approaching head-on, ultra right, and really moving. They're right by us, right now. There are a thousand UFO sightings reported around the world every month. 90% of these sightings can be explained, but 10% cannot. Officially and unofficially, the U.S. military has been investigating UFOs since 1947. Their top secret goal is to find out what's behind these unexplained sightings. The Pentagon classifies them as unusual airborne anomalies, but a better term is X-Files. Join us now as Mac 11 and Commander Cobra explore these unsolved cases, UFO incidents that baffle even the U.S. military. This is Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. And this is Mac Maloney. What a show we have for you tonight. But first, let me introduce you to the members of the posse, girls. Get ready. Sit yourself down. Turn on that fan. Turn on your mister. Get your big box of cleaners. Your big box of wipes. Your squeegee and your lube. Those very famous one one is here. Hey, Mac. How's it going tonight? Hey, girls. Welcome to the show. Looking forward to tonight's show. Mm-hmm. I look forward to all the shows. You do? It goes without saying. Okay. Do you listen to the shows when it's a podcast, or is, it, is that in your uh, back? I is listen that in to your- them... Uh, Maybe snippets of them. I don't oh, snippets! Always listen to that the means whole show. no. That means no. Okay. I have to admit that. Thank you. I have to really, you know, find time to do it. I say, and it's, I usually do it on the road. You're a busy guy. Okay, thanks. <laughs> anyway, uh, one of our one of our former regular guests listens to the show and says, "You were funny on the show X Y Z." I'm going, really? Huh? <laughs> okay. What did I say that was so funny? Yeah, I think joke? you're funny every week, there, brother. It's hard to, you know. I guess. Anyway, uh, you know who I'm talking about. I can guess. Okay. Babs. Ba- okay. Secret word. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, no Coco tonight. He's once again off saving the world, though I uh, had extensive email exchanges with him over the weekend. So he's uh, in good shape and he's going to be joining us next week. Uh, Switchy Excellent. is putting the final touches on his new Fortress of Solitude. He will be with <laughs> us very, very soon. And. The rumor is, is uh, not only has he moved his headquarters down to, well, what's the name of the uh, town in West Virginia where Mothman is? Point Pleasant. Point Pleasant. Point Pleasant. He is now an employee. I hope I'm not blowing his contract here. He's now an employee of the Mothman Museum. Really? Yes. That's yes, great. Yes. We clap for him. Let's clap for him. And we, you yes. know. Fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. Switchy. Switchy. Wow. Right yeah, in his element. Yeah, right. You went. You know, that guy always impresses me. Okay, yeah, switch. Yep. This is West Virginia, right? West Virginia, but right over the uh, water from, um, right over a uh, 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 river from Ohio. Yeah, you just cross the bridge okay. here in Ohio. So you're at the very western right. part of West Virginia. So you can escape. And that's where Emily M is, to, is now, right? I guess. I don't know. Maybe it's just a coincidence yeah. they live in the same area code. I don't know. Yeah, Traveling Spirit. That's her mm-hmm. handle on uh, Instagram. Hmm. Wow. Okay. So, um, that's why there's no switcher here today. But our, our security chief is here looking in on us, Willie Club. Willie, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Mac. Uh, it's good to He's see everyone notes. tonight. Uh, I, I have the same enthusiasm, you know, that Juan has. Do you really? Just, uh, <laughs> feel like we've got uh, a lot going on and uh, looking forward to tonight. So you're drinking what yeah. he's drinking is what you're 
actually saying. Yeah, right. we're drinking out of the same cup, you might say. There you go. Okay. I haven't opened up my bottle yet, so oh. I'm going to do that in the next break. Okay. Really, keep us informed there. Uh, also, okay. uh, joining us tonight is our favorite good witch up there in Southwest New York. Raven is with us. Raven, how are you tonight, Raven? Hi, my friends. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. I, Hi, Raven. I don't know Hi. how many weeks we're into How's the do. Raven, where's your cat? Where's the cat? Yeah. yeah, what happened to the cat? I don't see it. I got the cat, so I mean, frustrated. Clock, yeah, cat. my clock. I got so frustrated over the weekend. I couldn't get it to work again for the hundredth time, and I took it down and I just put it in a box. Wow. This is, we're talking about a, a clock cat, a cat that was uh, a clock that was shaped like a cat. Never really worked. When it did, it wagged its tail. Right? Is that Felix the cat? That so, was Felix. Was it Felix? Well, yeah, it looked like a like, Felix. Yeah, it's like yeah. one of those old school black and white ones, but yeah. it was a special yellow one. Hmm. Specially ordered it because yellow is my favorite color. Uh oh. And look what happened. They let you down. I'm all in my feels about it. <laughs> they let you down. Wow. Bummer, man. That is a bummer. Bummer. Yeah, cat's gone. Okay. But, anyways, other than that, I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. He <laughs> might have been asking about your live cat. You had a live cat, too, right? Name. I do. Hmm. I have Friday. Uh-huh. Um, she is fried sleeping egg? on my bed. What's what's the cat's <laughs> name? Fried egg. Fried egg. Yes. Friday, like the day oh, of the week. Friday. But we do we do call her fried egg when she's bad. She doesn't like it. Oh she really? Friday. <laughs> knows the difference. Interest. She she definitely knows her name. That's oh. for sure. Wow. Okay. Smart cat. Um. So anyway, uh, also with us, I almost said speaking of bummers, but I couldn't say that, uh, because he's taking time out of his busy schedule to join us. It's the man who works for the agencies that work for the agencies, Agent X. X. Glad to be here, mm-hmm. Mac, and thanks for having me. And I have no idea what a bummer is. You don't? Okay. Bummer, man. Yeah. I believe it. So um, <laughs> has uh, Switch got in touch with you about his here system? I'm just curious. About his what? His, his hair system. I'm just hair? saying. H-A-I-R? After he gets his uh, hearing aid, uh, your hair system, I think you might be next in line for the hair system. Got it, Gramps? You got it? H-E-A-R or H-A-I-R? I have no idea. You're you're mumbling. (laughs) H-A-I-R. Okay. So, wow. Okay. What a beginning. You know, should we start over? No. Yeah, I think that's perfect. This sets the tone for the show. Uh, so anyway, um, uh, so we're here tonight. We're going to be talking about a bunch of different things, uh, kind of scary stuff. Um, we um, we we uh, passed among us today this uh, video of this kid. I don't know uh, how many people up there have seen this, and you can see it on Google. And it's this little kid, just uh, just on the creepy meter. He's in his. He's, he's small enough to be in like a uh, car seat. And he's saying to his mother, there's a, there's a dead woman in, the, in that tree out there. And the mother's like freaking out. And and the kid just kind of goes into specifics about it. Creepy, right, Raven? That is correct. It is very creepy. And <clears throat> the, he is so adamant about it, which mm. is what makes it even more creepy. Yeah. Um, about he sees a woman in a tree. And I think he thinks that she's dead, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, but he said, I thought he said that she was laying on her stomach or her belly. Oh, right? so, mm-hmm. At one point it sounds like he says she's dead. She's dead. And, and that's what I yeah. thought I heard. He's little though. He's a yeah, little guy. Yeah, he's so a really it's kind of hard yeah. to understand what he's saying, yeah. but well, I watched that video and 
like I said, like my, I felt like my entire body was just tingling after it was so, so creepy. It's creepy. And the mom sounded concerned. She's looking. Yeah. The the mother's trying to like talk the kid out of it. It's kind of funny (laughs) how the mother reacts to it, you know, but yeah. So anyway, that was a creepy thing uh, today. And, um, we're going to be talking about uh, different like haunted forests. We have a few uh, military questions for X. We're going to be talking about this um, uh, incident in World War II where a German pilot actually uh, saved a bomber crew, a U.S. bomber crew. So I was going to be talking about that. And then, you know, who knows what else. So why don't we do this now? Now, why don't we take a commercial break now, and then we will start the fun. You're listening to Mac Mill Miltrax Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. We'll be right back after this. There's a monster in Tokyo Bay, hundreds of feet tall and breathing fire. It's able to destroy whole cities, sink entire battle fleets, and knock swarms of jet fighters from the sky. But there's another even more dangerous resident of the bay. A secretive psychopath intent on covering the planet with nuclear-armed booby traps unless the world's population bends to their demands. Meanwhile, a mysterious group of reborn medieval warriors has taken to the air. Strange signals are being picked up from outer space, and witnesses report seeing hundreds of ghost planes flying in the night skies over Tokyo. Sailing off the coast of Japan aboard the United American Navy's mega aircraft carrier, the USS USA, it's Hawk Hunter, the wingman. He must investigate these unusual occurrences while trying to thwart the criminal's apoleptic plan. But will his actions save the planet or lead to World War IV? Find out in Mac Maloney's exciting new novel, The Jericho Storm. Filled with dozens of dogfights, sea battles, and brutal hand-to-hand combat, The Jericho Storm is book 21 in Mac's best-selling Wingman series. Team up with Hawk's longtime allies, as well as a few new ones, including fighter pilots Switchblade Steve Ward and Jocko Johnson. That's Wingman 21, The Jericho Storm. On sale now at your local bookstore and on Amazon. Everyone to Mac Maloney's Miltrax, our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show we have for you tonight. Very quickly, the gang is here. Very famous one one in the house. Hello. How's it going, everybody? Uh, Security Chief Willie Club, also in the house. Hi, Mac. Hi, folks. Great to be here. Um, Hello, Club. Our uh, favorite good witch, Raven, Sideways New York, is joining us. Hello, my friends. Okay. Hello, Raven. Good to see you, as always. Also, like Big Brother looking in on us, it's Agent X, the guy who works for the agency that works for the agencies. X, how you doing? Hi, glad to be here and uh, to be with my buds I haven't seen for a while. Yes. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Good to see you, Rex. Um, So um, we have, uh, like, over the past couple of weeks, what we've been talking a lot about is Bob the Ghost. Bob the Ghost in the station where we broadcast from. WXEX in Exeter, New Hampshire. And um, we had a ghost hunter in here a couple of weeks ago, Valerie LaFaso. She went through the whole building. She got some very, very, um, not negative vibes, but certainly vibes that, uh, you know, Bob the Ghost was still here. We hear him all the time, especially when we're here late at night. Um, other people, uh, staff here who work here during the day have reported hearing stuff, basically in the downstairs portion of this um building that we, as I say, the radio station is in. Anyway, 
So uh, we did, uh, for the past couple shows, we actually toasted Bob off. We uh, toasted him with alcoholic beverages. We uh, said, good job done, so on and so forth. Um, under the advice of Valerie, he said, you know, if, if we gave him a proper send-off, maybe he would then pass over into the afterlife because all goes to people, uh, souls who are stuck, um, you know, halfway in this life, halfway in the other life. How's that? Is, is, does that explain it all there, Raven? You're the expert. That, that does. Okay. Yeah. Well, mm. uh, Bob hasn't taken the hint, okay, because he's still here. He's still <laughs> hanging around. So the the top ten list tonight is top ten reasons why Bob the Ghost is still hanging around. Is that it, Raven? That is a list. Okay. I got it whenever you're ready. Okay, let's mm -hmm. go. At number ten, um oh, he doesn't want to miss Juan Juan's going away party. Okay, oh, all right. So Come on, now think about that. Oh, thank you, Bob. Okay. He'll be coming with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll pack him with you. <laughs> yeah. Number nine, please. Yeah. You're gonna need him to haul the uh, suitcases. Oh. Go ahead. Number nine, um, heaven has a strict one suitcase limit and he can only pack summer clothes. See, you know what I mean? <laughs> that makes sense. Okay, number eight, top 10 reasons why Bob the Ghost is still hanging around. Uh, he still has a few chapters to go in Matt Maloney's new best-selling book, The Jericho Storm, on sale everywhere. Okay, you know, he can't let go. Okay, next, please. Number seven, his cell phone plan still has two months to go, and he doesn't want to, doesn't want Xfinity on his, his ass in the afterlife. <laughs> wow. Let's do that again. What number was that? Was that number? Oh, seven. So, okay, let's try it again. I, Here we go. I'm incapable of reading. Here we go. <laughs> his his okay. cell phone plan still has two months to go, and he doesn't want Xfinity on his ass in the afterlife. <laughs> wow, long road for that. Okay, yeah, next, please. Uh, number six, uh, waiting until he finishes watching Pam and Tommy. Then it will be time to go. Right. Okay. Well, we won't That's a good plan. I like that one. Yeah. Because you hated it, right? You hated Pam I hated and Tommy. it. I wanted, hated I wanted it. to see if he hates it as much as I did. But you wanted to. I didn't hate it. I just didn't love it. But you wanted to I love wanted it. wanted to love it. You wanted to love it. And it let you yeah. down. Right. Okay. It did. It, it did. It, because you had your girlfriend, Lily James, in it, is in it. And that's all you were looking forward to. And then, boom, she's terrible, right? Not terrible, but I it's. I had to watch the sweet, innocent Lily James movies to, to wash the That's your sad. weirdness away of her being uh, Pamela Sue Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> it's a stretch, baby, when you think about it, right? Anyway, all right, so let's get Although back. I would have loved to have been a union uh, makeup person in IATSE and be in the van while she was being made up for that. Huh. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Okay, all right. Well, probably the best all thing right. to do now is to press on. So this is top 10 reasons why Bob the Ghost is still hanging around. Number five. He steals all of Pistol Pete's beer. Pistol Pete, Pistol Pete blames Mac and the gang. Why go anywhere? Right, okay. He's got a man. Okay. Gets free beer. Next. Please. Number four. Uh, the black-eyed kid owes him money. And he's not going anywhere until that oh. little prick pays up. Right. Oh. <laughs> you know what that's like. Okay, here we go. Number three, uh, he gets a perverse sexual thrill from searching the crap out of Mac every Tuesday night. This is... <laughs> Whoa. That's Doing what? what? Searching, wow. so the searching what? Searching um, his, uh, his browsing history? Or what are we talking about? That, that would be scary, that one. Thank you for telling the world that. <laughs> Next, please. 
Uh, number two, he's saving up us money to get to a new smoke show haunting in Sideways, New York. Yeah. There might yeah. be one here. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh. Do you understand that? Good yeah. move on Bob's yeah, part. Yeah, yes. And, uh, and number one, number one reason Bob the Ghost is still hanging around, he can't find his keys. Can't find his keys. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Thing. Can you imagine being stuck in the afterlife because you're concerned about finding yeah. your keys and you just yeah. get like blocked? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, where yeah. are they? Right. Imagine being stuck in the afterlife and the people in the building you're haunting are making fun of you on the radio. Exactly. And yeah. you want to get back at them, but you don't want, you don't want to be mean. Yeah, okay. One what thing worse than would do that. <laughs> one thing worse than keys is imagine being stuck in the afterlife. And you don't know where your cell phone is. Oh, cell phone, yeah. Cell phone. Losing your cell phone is a very traumatic event these days. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? It yeah. is. Because yeah. it's a, it's everything. It's everything you own, kind of, you know? You know, every credit card. I pat myself down like a like I'm like I'm a, a criminal. I pat myself down. <laughs> say, okay, which, which pocket is my phone in? Well, huh? That's Back the pocket, search front that pocket, Bob does. Pocket. He pats him down. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's wow. even worse for me, you know, to get into uh, our unit. Yes. It has one of those new kind of locks where you've got to use your cell phone. It's got oh, that really? latch system. So oh. if you lose your phone. You're screwed. Uh, you can't even oh. get in unless you remember your eight-digit, oh, you know, ID number. Come on. And I've done that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? Gosh. Wow. Yeah, that whole thing. I think the You've whole done that meaning you remembered it. I, I wrote it down now at different places, and I look at it, so I'll remember. Yeah, good yeah. for you. Good, yeah. good. That whole thing, passwords and this and that. Oh. And, and, and and even tonight, we're doing everything that we do every week, but Zoom wouldn't let us in for some reason and then blocked us out because we tried so many times to get in. You know? And it's, right. and it's you know, then it was stupid. Then we tried to get in that let us in. So something was going wrong on their side of things. But I think, like, passwords and so on, if someone wants to steal my stuff, you know, go right ahead. Not the financial stuff, but everything else. Who cares, you know? I mean, seriously. I'm just going to throw this out there. If anyone wants to steal my financial stuff, just oh, yeah. contact Take me. That too. You can pay it all off. There you I'm go. good with yeah. that. Just real look at it. Yeah. Um, Same here. I don't know. I think a lot of... In, 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 interesting story that one one may relate to, and I'll make it very quick. I worked with the... Um, uh, the engineers who wrote the algorithms for various things. And I complained like we all have tonight about why is signing in between passwords and this and that so difficult? Why can't you just make it biometric? Yeah. What's that mean? Well, how would that be? Just push a button and you're in? That's what I, I want. There's, there's like fingerprint stuff. different fingerprint. ways. Eyeball stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything to do, facial recognition, yep. Yep. anything to do with that. And yep. what I was told by the security engineers is, uh, I'm sorry, by the people that write the um, algorithms yes. to allow you to get into your site is that security won't let us. <laughs> Yeah, why? why? So well, as a security person, <laughs> I, yeah. I think I, I want to update you on that. You got to understand, particularly fingerprints. Uh, I'm very concerned about fingerprints because, yeah. uh, you know, there's a lot of issues where people can uh, get copies of the prints. And, uh, you know, I, I, I feel more comfortable with passwords than using, you know, your eyes or your fingerprints or anything like that. I just, uh, maybe I'm watching too many movies, but, uh, you know, mm -hmm. there are so many easy ways to get 
buy these security systems that are using these this bio stuff as you call it yeah yeah, yeah. and there's so many ways to get by the ones that are using uh, passwords yeah so, but i think it's harder yeah it's harder to use a password and well, a password with this and that and everything else anyway that's what he said he said we could do this it would be foolproof and security won't let us do it wow when, when was this exchange 10 years ago or recently no, it wasn't that long ago. It was probably really? about three, three or four years ago. Because hmm. this guy was one of them. He yeah. was the engineer who dealt with all that. Yeah. And that's why when you said it's a fingerprint or an eye, he said there are so many different ways you can do that. All of them are more secure than a password. Well, yeah. well can I relate one issue I just yes. ran into within the last six months? My bank account, you know, I have the online account. Yes. You know, I have the app. Yep. Mm -hmm. And they keep wanting me to change it from password to touch. Okay. So I went in and I, I put my finger in there and I did the set up the touch. Yes. It's like every other time it doesn't work. Right. Wow. You know, yeah, it didn't work for you know, me. It works sometimes. Fingers, and, yeah. I, I don't think I have any blood. So maybe that's, you know, right. if you don't have any warmth in your fingers, <laughs> no, you know, and as we get older, we know there's nothing left down there. But um, <laughs> so wait I'll tell you, I, I, I can't rely on it. I, I, uh, you know, like I never know if it's going to work. Right. So from now I'm switching back now to just the passwords, but it's, it's terrible. You know, that, uh, it's, it's not, you know, it's not perfect. And, uh, even more than that, sometimes I forget what finger I used. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. I'm saying that I use my middle finger or I use my thumb and, Oh. You know, if you, I think if you keep using different fingers to find out which one it is, yes. it'll probably blow you off. The Block you off. Yeah, wow. <laughs> you know, like using too many IDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. I, I, I have to agree with Clever about that. I've been through the exact same thing. Yeah. I think the whole idea. Fingerprints. The whole idea. But this guy told me it's much yeah. easy to do it if they let us do it right. The, 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 the whole idea of, I think, most people are kind of fooled about is, you know, just the whole idea of technology. Okay. Technology like we have now is supposed to make things easier. Okay. It, it doesn't, it's more complicated these days than it used to be. We know more, we have more access and everything, but it's not a, it's not always a smooth ride to kind of, you know, get to where you want to go because of these things, you know, passwords and stuff. But I think they're, I think a lot of the internet is put together by people who, who, you know, know what they're talking about. They talk computer speak, and they just assume everyone else does too. And maybe ninety percent of the people do. You know, but there are still some things where you know you'll be trying to set something up, and you'll say, "Well, that wasn't in the instructions." And they'll say, "Well, you know, that's kind of intuitive. We feel that that's intuitive that you should have, you know, <laughs> put in your password, you know, backwards or something." And it's like, "Fuck, I'm sorry," but it's like I think it's all designed. I think for it's people under thirty. Well, it's, it's, I think it's designed. They're born and brought up with this. They don't. Yeah, know they don't. They else. don't know the difference. That's true. Raven, do you agree? I'm not under thirty, yeah. so. <laughs> yeah. You look it. <laughs> I look it, but like I mean, I look at some of the half. some oh, of the stuff today. I'm like, I look at a new thing that comes out, and my my opinion is, you know what? I am not learning that. <laughs> there's there's just no way I'm mm -hmm. gonna just continue to do things the old school way. If it was up to me, I would still have like a CD player. CDs you know? are good. Yeah, but CD I, I don't have it anymore. But yeah. I just look Let me at show new you technology. My set player. <laughs> I, I had it. a Walkman. Yeah, me too. But like, I, I see that Walkman. and I'm like, I'm like, I'm not learning this. There's no way. <laughs> you should see my new cell phone then. My cell phone is 
I'm not going to sound like some old, you know, bum, but I am not at my cell phone. It's just too, way too freaking complicated. Way too. It's, you it's bitch like, about that phone. If you spend a little bit more time, ten percent of the time, <laughs> learning it a little bit instead of the bitching part. Wow! Like you're you're texting like a madman now. So you're doing pretty good in that department. <laughs> well, I did find Two weeks out that ago, it, you you were having a problem with that. You know, I did find out that it suggests a lot of words for you. So I just kind of yeah, I like you know, those. Yeah, that I do. Word suggestions. Download some apps and then just play around with those because that'll get you more comfortable with it. I I yeah no no. <laughs> No, I mean, I'm not, it's just not, it's just, I just think it's just too complicated. Anyway, that's just me. So listen, why don't we do this? We have, um, because we have X with us and he was, uh, how many, how many years were you in the army? I'm going to guess 24. Two, 22. 22. Okay. And what did you go in as? What, what rank did you go in as? Like every officer, a second lieutenant. Second lieutenant. Okay. And then, and you, you retired as what? Was it a lieutenant colonel? Lieutenant Colonel. Lieutenant Colonel. Wow. Okay, so that's way up there. That's up there on the food chain. That's cool. Okay, now how? Uh, just a little bit. Of, I'm always, um, you know, uh, have questions about the military, just how it works, because I've never really been inside it. So, what is it? Is it kind of like getting promotions at work? You know, they call you in, and by the way, you've you've made captain, that type of thing. Do you know what's coming? No, at least when I went through, it was a real meritocracy. You you actually. Uh, people um, attrited as you went from year group to year group to year group. Mm-hmm. But if you made lieutenant colonel, after that, it was all, dare I say it, political. Oh, really? Yeah, that's the level. If you, yeah. if you weren't, if you weren't in with the right whatever, and anyone from any service, whether they're Navy, Air Force, uh, Marines. Our Marines, they would agree with me. And if uh, Cobra was here, he'd say the same thing. You eventually, as long as you do a good job and you don't get fat. Yes. <laughs> In my time, more people got thrown out or didn't make the next rank because they got fat because Overweight. Uh, as opposed to screwing up. Yes. You and you did a good job. Yes. And you 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 would you would get promoted. Mm-hmm. But who knows now? Yeah, yeah. Look yeah, at well, I won't say it. Well, let me tell you something a little bit about today's military before I ask you some questions about what's going on today overseas. So a um, member of our family recently joined the Air Force, okay? Um, 20-year-old nephew joins the Air Force and goes through uh, four weeks of basic training during which you can't have anything, no phone, no TV, no internet, can't write letters. You're totally isolated from the can't world. Can't write letters. Uh, wow. You you can write one letter at the end of two weeks. Okay, and you have um, wow. seven minutes on the phone, so you can call seven people for one minute or one person for seven minutes. But you get seven minutes. That's it, right? So anyway, he's gone through basic training. It's tough, but he, you know he did it. Uh, not exactly crawling, you know, crawling through the mud and the blood like the Marines might do or the Army, but you know you still got to go out and live in the desert. He gets transferred to his other base. Now, a thousand people were in his flight. So that week, a thousand people went through basic tra- graduated basic training. Three hundred of them are females. Okay, so seven hundred guys, three hundred females. They call them sister flights. All right. Anyway, he gets transferred to his new base. Sends back a picture, and it's him and four girls 
from the cyst of flight with his arms around him, having beers, uh, killing time. Okay. <laughs> It's not what was boot camp graduation? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. So what, oh. I'm, what I'm saying is it's like high school with jets. It's turning comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he's having a great time. Having a great time so far. Uh, Good for him. Navy boot camp in 1968 wasn't a day at the beach, but it was, uh, it was okay. Yeah. yeah. What's it certainly it, wasn't Marines and it wasn't Army even. It was, what's uh, worse? Hey, it's, it's hey, Navy, you know, it's Navy. It's, yeah, it's Navy, right. It's the Air Force. And, 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 and I, I the have food was good one, and one. Care. Huh? one one. Was it in the Great Lakes? Yeah, yes, it was. Because me yes, joke it about the Navy. It was cold. Goes, the Navy, the United States Navy. Great Lakes, Illinois. The seas. They go to boot that's, camp in the Great Lakes. That's true. That's great that is, Lakes, Illinois. We love to teach That is kind of odd oh. when you think about it. But it was the winter. October, November, December, okay? Out in the grinder. Oh, the horror. <laughs> oh, the humanity. <laughs> <laughs> Out on the grinder, like wow, just they, not even marching, just being punished by just, you know, standing there for a while with the with the company flags and everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, the humanity. And the wind is old Mr. Wind coming in off the Great Lake. Yeah, that's what they want. No they, matter which direction you're facing, it's in your face. They want to toughen you up on the lakes. Hey, X, they what's did. the worst? What's the worst? Basic is is the army worse than the marines? Are the marines really putting you through the basic training? It it used to be similar, I think. The yeah. the marines, I don't know if they still have it. They developed a system or a uh, basic program called the crucible. Okay. That was really really tough. It was like army ranger training. Oh yeah, huh? I don't know if it exists anymore, but. Basically, Army and the Marines were both tough. And I'll admit, no uh, disrespect. I, I'll admit, even the other services for the little buttercups that went into the other services, <laughs> oh, it was tough for them. That's something. Can I just say, having gone to basic training in the Army at Fort Dix Thanks. in the middle of the winter, that was pretty tough. But I had a lot of friends at the same time were in the Marines going through basic. Down at Paris Island. Yo, yeah, baby. To me, the biggest difference between Army Basic and Marine Basic at that time was Paris Island. It mosquitoes, alligators. <laughs> yeah, I correct. mean, those guys yeah. would be out, yeah, right. you know, sleeping in tents like we did. Except all of a sudden, you'd have you know a dozen snakes in there yeah. and every kind of mosquito. And I, I think that is what really differentiated that between them and the uh, and the Army is the location of uh, the rip, Paris yes. Island. That, those Good are point. I went to Fort Bragg for oh. basic and uh, wasn't as bad as Paris Island, but everything Clubber just said is right. Yeah, yeah. You had copperhead snakes, you had ticks, all these oh. all these horrible things we oh, don't have oh, up in oh, New England, thank oh, God. Thank God. Great Lakes was uh, pristine as far as <laughs> I, I think what I told surprise. you guys one time, I don't know if it was on the air or what, but the night before firefighting school, I fell out of my upper rack. I was, you know, I was double bunk. I fell out. I was found unconscious at the on the deck, with my head up against the locker. Aye, aye. I was uh, splashed awake, slapped awake, going, "What the heck?" I was bleeding a little bit, but not too bad. Uh huh. But couldn't go to firefighting school, and everybody came back all, all coughing and smoking, and they stunk up the whole place. I was watching TV all day. Yes. I figured, oh great, watching I'm TV. Be sent back a week. Yes. 
because we graduated just before Christmas. So go ahead. Come back after Christmas leave and go and come back and complete firefighting school and who knows what else. Yes. So I, I went, oh man, this is the worst thing that could happen to me. This is Chicago Northwestern train. I'm Think on about a, went into the went into the train. Yes. That somebody had a meeting or something and said, oh no, we're, we're not going to do that. You're excused from firefighting really? yeah. school. Yeah. <laughs> going in through the gas house, clearing your mask, going through the smoke house. So well, if there's a fire, stuff, don't I, follow I, I, you, right? I didn't have to do it. There's a fire, we won't follow you in the ship. <laughs> right. uh, we would. You'd be the first. Wow, that's an interesting but, story. Once may we, again, may yeah. we ask Raven her experiences when she went through uh, basic SEAL training? Okay, SEAL training. Yeah, yeah. Remember that? I mean, I didn't go to SEAL training, but I went to Girl Scout camp. Oh, and yeah. we shared a cabin and there was a really big moth outside of it, like the size of someone's head. It was huge. It was so moth cool. Man. It was, it was, it was so cool. And I remember the first night I had a really bad nightmare and I woke up my camp counselor and she got mad at me. She wow. was at a tent across the way and I had to go get her and she got Come on, she's supposed to And I just went back to bed. I was like, well, fine. Like, I'll just cry all night. Yeah, Thanks for yeah it's all right. Thanks. That was my basic training. <laughs> Poor baby. Wow. Okay. Uh, did you uh, did you sell the? That's terrible. Did you ever sell Girl Scout cookies? Did you ever get that far? Yeah, I did that. Um, that's about. That's all you do, really. Really, you get the yeah. badges and the you know do the cookies. They're basically. I was only doing it for the cookies. They're basically moving cookies. <laughs> that's the whole idea, right? Okay. Well, I've always said. I mean, those cookies are good. A little sugary. But they always do it during Lent, which is to me the the dumbest marketing right. ever. You know what are you doing to? I mean, one third of the country is probably not going to buy the cookies because they gave up cookies for Lent anyway. Well, the, nobody gives up cookies for Lent. Well, no. they say they give up. Know. I gave up eating Brussels sprouts for Lent. That's, that's really? what I used to do. I, I yeah, Brussels up. sprouts and uh, you know. I mean, you just eat too many of them. You know, they're just too, they're too good. Yeah. <laughs> I had cauliflower yeah. today, and I had Brussels sprouts on Saturday. They're wise guy. And they're both good for you. Listen. I, I like them better now. I, yeah. I am a Brussels sprout fan now. Why don't we yeah. why don't we take a commercial break now very quickly and we'll be back. You're listening to McLaurin's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Uh, the whole gang's here. Raven is here. X is here. Wani, Club, and Mac. And we'll be right back after that. After this, please stay tuned. Do you know where the world's most secret bases are located? Do you know what spooky action at a distance means? Is there a conspiracy by aliens to prevent us from conquering space? And where is the best place in the United States to see a real UFO? Find the answers to all these questions and more in Mac Maloney's new book, Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe. Visit places you never knew existed, the Phantom Tunnels of Tokyo, the UFO Trail in South America, Hogs Hat, and the very mysterious M Triangle. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe contains hundreds of reports on ghosts, haunted planes and ships, weird celebrity deaths, mysterious sounds, and a breakdown of every monster in America, state by state. You've heard him talk about it on the radio. Now, get all of Mac's paranormal research in one large volume. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe, with a forward by the very famous Juan Juan. On sale now in your local bookstore or on Amazon.com. British Secret Service. Hello, money baby. Hello, 007. How's your mission to steal the secret sex formula from Dr. No-No, Lord? 
It'll be going fine, Shepard. The two idiots headquarters went with me. Hey, Mac, did Defalo Krumpus just call us idiots? Yes, he did, one one. He's an ungrateful putz. Nice car, though. Yeah, and you know what? Now it's my turn to but if you drive, what am I going to do? I'll drive, you shoot the machine guns. So no way, I'm driving. Two hours. Just have a license for you and I'm driving. Oh, see what I mean, Money Penny? But James, we have to get the stolen formula, Dr. No-No, before the big two-for-one sale. I'm on it, Money Penny. But I've got to rid myself of these two marshmallows first. I still have the red button, don't I? James, not the red button. Cobra, save us. Hello, gentlemen. And you, Mr. Bond. Oh, my God. Is that Commander Cobra? Jumping from a helicopter through the shadow roof of my Ashton Martin? Well played, Cobra. What are you doing here? Besides rescuing my two friends, James, I'm here to tell you that you don't have to steal the cardio sex formula from Dr. No-No. All you have to do is go online and order it yourself. Then you'll have plenty of the new energy drink that can give you the extra endurance you need to get through. Please, Cobra, tell us why it's called sex. It's called SEX for Strength Energy Accelerator. And it's easy to use. Just mix a scoop of water, shake it, not stir it. 30 minutes before you start your workout, and you'll find you can last longer and feel all around better about finishing your regime. Oh, my. And the mix comes in many different flavors. My favorite is passion fruit. Mine, too. Why, you little trollop. Hey, Mac, look at all these buttons. I wonder what they do. I don't know. Push one and find out. Not, not, not the, the red, red one. No. Jeez, I hope he's moving his rocket belt. Guess not. That's SEX Workout Dietary Supplement, available only through Cardillo USA. Visit CardilloUSA.com for more details about our big two-for-one sale. That's C-A-R-D-I-L-L-O-U-S-A.com. And get some sex today. Our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show we have here tonight. But first, very quickly, let me introduce the members of the Posse Girls. You know, he's here, the very famous Juan Juan. Great to be here, Mac. Okay. <laughs> 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 I got laryngitis. Not bad. Uh, okay, uh, Juan Juan, how are you? Did you stalk anyone today any actresses or anything along those lines you tell us about no nothing much today <laughs> okay okay no typical day well no coco no switch uh uh security uh chief willie club is here sounding a lot like one one mac it's great to be here i'll tell you mm-hmm. good show tonight so far so far Very enlightening again so far so good um yeah. our uh, favorite uh good witch up there in sideways new york raven is with us Thanks for having me. And, you know, I have to apologize to you about something, but let me introduce our guest because uh, I know he'll sulk if we don't. Asian X is with us. Asian X. Hello, Mac, and thanks for having me. There he is. And uh, coming in hot, as they say, is uh, the real Juan Juan. Juan, how you doing? He's eating. He's drinking. Okay, good. Okay. Nice of you to join us. So anyway, Raven. F you. 
Wow. Wow. Someone needs a hug. Where'd that come from? I do. Jesus. I'm stressed out for the move. I really? Okay. I, oh, really? Okay. I got, a, I got a punch list a mile long that, uh, hmm. okay. Now we got a dead, now we got a dead animal in the house. I was, I was on the phone with somebody who I had to talk to about getting somebody here to do what with the dead animal? It's in the raw someplace. But they, 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 oh, not a I'm pet. not going to find it. Not a pet. Oh, I thought you meant your one of your pets. I was like, oh my oh, God. No. He didn't oh. look too grief stricken. All right, so what is it, like a mouse or, or, or something bigger? Probably. It, it happens from time to time. We haven't had a smelly uh, situation in a number of years, but we got one now. Mm. But you did give us a tip. Yes. You're going to send somebody out tomorrow. Though. Yeah, cool. What a job. Do what I already know it's... is going on is that there's some places where they can come in. Yes. So I got to seal that up. Yep. But it's, it's a big house with, you know, Outbuildings and come on, you I've got, got uh, areas that uh, probably a, a mountain lion can come yeah. through. Who knows? <laughs> well, all right. You know, I, I know that if you, it, there's just a situation, yes, you know, that uh, they can come in through the, the barn second floor. I have an attached barn, okay. All it's right, always uh, you got to be the mouse, you got to be the mouse. That's the yeah, the mouse ground the mouse. zero. Yeah. Um, you know, the the sill beam area, some something in there. I got a place where the sill beam is uh, maybe. A separation between the sill beam and someplace. Huh. Wow. Uh, okay. Well, you know, you'll be on. Uh, you'll be across the puddle this time in a month, so you'll be cool. <sighs> right. Anyway, yeah, she, did, she did give me a tip. She was on call. She gave me a tip. Yes. Here's what to do about the smell. Fill up a like a big salad bowl full of uh, dry baking soda, and yes. just let it sit there in the in the room yeah. that stinks. So turns uh, out it's the kitchen. The uh, kitchen kind of. <laughs> wow. Kind of smells, you know. Roadkill. Yeah. Yeah. Any of you people uh, eating dinner right now? You're it doesn't bother me, but. Okay. Interesting. And that's it. So. Wow. There's a little peek at the uh, little peek at the one. This is another one of the many things that I, re I really need to downsize into. Uh, <laughs> be careful what I wish for, but I need to downsize into something that's. Listen, if you want a tiny house, if you want to lay on that couch and get a box of tissues, we'll talk. We'll uh, we'll analyze you a little bit. Anyway, instead of that, I have to go back to Raven and apologize to her, first of all. Um, when we were doing the show uh, a couple of weeks ago, the search for uh, Bob the Ghost, I never introduced you at the beginning of the show. Oh, that's fine. No, it isn't. I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting letters from your fans. What's the matter? I thought you were going to talk about inappropriate content. I already apologized to her after the show. <laughs> oh, really? I was very confused. I'm like... Wait a minute. Really? You've already I know, kind of raunchy there for a while. I was saying. And you apologized and you didn't put us, you her. didn't go CC on that? You wouldn't let us, you didn't share that apology? I forget exactly what I said, oh, but boy. it was me. I wasn't apologizing for you. It was something I thought I was saying. I was getting like too drunk and too weird. Huh. But Raven I said nothing. Wow. Raven said nothing, boss of, sir. What are the chances I of that? I pulled back so many inappropriate comments because <laughs> I can't go that far. Why? Like, you Anything guys will can think I am like no, do it. such a piece of trash. No, no, go, go, go. Oh, no, no. Just, we know, we know, we already know that you're not. So yeah, just go yeah, for it. Yeah. Who cares? Right, and we can oh, edit anything trash, out. You can all, you can edit anything out. Just remember that. Okay, so always go I, for it. I find it. this is like a good therapy session myself. Yes, so I get mm. to mm. get a lot there of stuff go. off. That is right. a good way of thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Yep. But no, don't apologize for that. That's no big deal at all. We okay. spent our whole lives holding our tongue. We all went to Catholic school in one way or another. 
either Sunday school or something, right, Mac? Um, well, yes. Go Max, ahead. did you go to Catholic school for a while? He went for a long for, time. For an extended period of That's time. why he is the way he right, is. Right through college. <laughs> yeah. my, my two kids went to Catholic uh, middle school here in New Hampshire uh, mm -hmm. because, we wanted, because it was a good school we wanted them to. Yeah, yeah. I, well, used, to go, I used to go to Sunday school. Yeah. yeah. And my parents always Sunday. wanted me to go to, you know, uh, parochial school. But mm -hmm. I, I used to get hit all the time by these nuns. Yeah, yeah, they were nuts. They used to hit me with brums and... I hit my knuckles with stuff. I said, "What?" The? I got hit a lot. I got hit a lot yeah. in school, man. I mean, I went black and blue after mass. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it was just the way things were. I mean, they taught us to read, they taught us to write, and they, you know, mm -hmm. which is good in life. But you know, some of the stuff they did—if they did it these oh. days, hoofa. You know, our, our yeah. principal had a a cricket bat for the uh, board of education. They used to call it <laughs> a freaking cricket bat. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So anyway, I don't know how we went down that road, but. Um, well, I, you're not going to have me knock the good nuns, the good brothers. No. Right. I, I never uh, got hit by a nun. Their, their whole intent was to save us some spending eternity in hell. And look what right. happened. We I went it didn't work. We, I know. Not yet. We, we, we went I back. I went to CCD classes in high school. Did you ever get bused to CCD classes like every Thursday night or something? Uh, it's, 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 yeah, 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 just got us out of our house. Fraternity of Christian Doctrine. We CCD never went. Classes. We never went. I finally got a job so that I didn't have to go anymore. They used to have it at night. Yeah. yeah. And I finally got a Where job. And so uh, my person who brought my aunt uh, let me uh, skip because she thought the job was more important. So. But Oh, yeah. But, I mean, it was our way of getting out on Thursday nights. You know, our parents would let us out till uh, 9 o'clock, thinking we were at the Sunday school, and we're, down, we're right around the corner at the park smoking cigarettes. But anyway, it, <laughs> I mean, that was the, the CCD for us. But, the, the, uh, public, the public school buses took you from school yeah, no, they bust CCD, you. CCD, and then your parents uh, picked you up afterwards. Oh, man, what like a about, drag. You know, 7 o'clock at night or too something. Too many moving parts, you know. But I'll, I'll tell you this. That would never happen today. Uh, we'll, uh, until we, and then we'll branch off into what we're going to do. X and I, about five years ago, went back to a school reunion, to our elementary school reunion. Now, imagine wow. this, right? Wow. You know, with, with the wives and everything and um, showing mm -hmm. them around this building that looked really small. And... Um, some of our nuns were there. Some of our, our nuns were there, which was incredible. They were still alive. I, one of them told me to get a haircut. <laughs> about that. Anyway. Okay. Oh, you must have worn your hat. Nothing had changed. I have a hat on probably, yeah. Nothing had changed with them, you know? It was funny. Um, but anyway, why don't we do this? We're going to talk to uh, X now about what's going on in, um, you know, in the world these days. You know, we usually don't get into... We never get into politics. We like to kind of keep the shows timeless, but it'd be weird not to, um, yeah, we'll talk about what's going on in the Ukraine with Russia, especially when we have like experts like Coco and Exxon. So I just gathered a bunch of uh, questions together. You ready for uh, five, six questions be, be, there? Yeah, before you do that, just kind of give, throw out something for a second. Go. About a week ago, did you hear about uh, an, an NCIS uh, engagement up at uh, Portsmouth Naval Shipyard? There was like a, a pot. Possible uh, sabotage going no, on at a, yeah, at a, Portsmouth at a uh, new boat that was in. Yeah, I did not real, hear that. This huh? is real. This is my TV. Really? What happened? CIS is involved. I thought about our friend. Yeah, he's now with the with the with the fisheries people now, though. Yeah. What did they think? What What did they What did they? Uh... I haven't heard anything since. Catch... There was uh, some kind of an incident that looked like a, 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 a attempted sabotage of a 
a, a nuclear submarine that was in for uh, oh, really? some repairs or something. It wasn't like uh, overcharging yeah, in some of the restaurants it, there, which is like nuts in Portsmouth. <laughs> Portsmouth has more restaurants than any other city per capita in the world. Okay, and it's true. Every square foot, there's like yeah. city restaurant. And I love it. Boy, but it's an expensive stroll usually on Sunday. It's restaurant week, by the way, right Up now. Up there, yeah. Yep, restaurant week. Started last Thursday. It runs through the whole rest in of Portland, this week. Well, Portsmouth needs restaurant week. So. Yep. Okay. I saw it through. I don't right. know if you heard anything about it. I, I not had, had not. Maybe X does. Maybe Other we'll than ask the, him about it. The new story that uh, NCIS was involved. I said, NCIS. NCIS. We know about them. Yeah, right. Big time. Um. So what, I was just going to uh, ask a few questions of X because, as we said before, he was uh, lieutenant colonel in the Army. He was in counterintelligence for a while. Is it safe to say that, X? Sure. Yeah? Sure. Okay. And a lot of different other things, too. At one point, you uh, commanded like a um, squad of tanks or something, right? You're in the tanks. When I was a young lieutenant, I did indeed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. And how many tanks were under your, your uh, command at that point? Five. Five, really? Did you go out just shooting stuff every day? That's what I'd do. <laughs> no, it, no. It wasn't no, like it that? Was very well controlled. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Okay. I, <laughs> I, I, I just they remember. called his group I uh, have tanks, to tell you, tanks a lot. You, you, you sound like uh, one of the uh, young girls I talked to. Hang on. Beautiful girls. Hang on. At the elementary school. Really hang said, on. How many... Uh, Countries did you invade that you never wanted to invade? <laughs> what you say? None of and them. And she was she was a nice. It, it's a great story because she was a cute little four, fourth grader, and she was just trying to say, "Did you ever go anywhere you didn't want to go?" Wow. And, and I said, "Heck yeah!" I, I just love that story. Wow. Wow. Well, what well, what did you say? Don't keep us on uh, you know pins and needles. What did you say? None what? of them. Well, I said to the little fourth grader who had her mask That's on. That's got to be a good punchline there, bro. Go ahead. Yeah, and and I and I said, well, I don't think I ever really invaded a country, but I went to a lot of places I wasn't really happy about being there, if that's what you mean. Wow. She said, that's what I mean, a little fourth grader. So you're scared the kids. Kid, kids are so cute. Yeah, okay. All right, let's go. So yeah. anyway. Kids say the darndest things. Who said me, that? I don't know. Some Hot kid, link letter. Some kid exactly. somewhere. All right, listen. Well, let me get actually ready. So we're going to do. Okay, just, we're ready. We're ready. Like what's, quick, what's the hold up here on the show? A Let's quick go. quiz here, okay? All right, just you know, throw out an answer and. Um, quick answers, right? Quick answers, right. That's how I was. Okay, so anyway, so what's happening at this point here is that the Russians about a month and a half ago invaded Ukraine. It looked like they thought it was going to be kind of the walk in the park. It's, it's been anything but. Ukrainians have, Ukrainians have really put up a. Stiff resistance, and I think in a lot of ways we can agree that the Russian army just wasn't what the Russian army thought it was. I mean, it's it's performed terribly just about. But the, the destruction is from long-range ballistic missiles that, um, you know, that Russia is just basically, you know, f f you know, bombing all kinds of cities, but not just cities, but residential areas. It, they want to flatten the whole country. They flatten the whole country. Do. And all I can think of is, you know, at some point this is going to be over. Who's going to pay for this? to build this thing back but that's another show. so that's where it is at this at this point and it, and it, and it, it looks like it might be a stalemate for quite a while so having x here former uh, lieutenant colonel in the army and and also someone who took care of tanks the first question we asked this to coco last week too is so 
these Russian tanks are just getting popped all over the place. So have we seen the end of tanks? I, I really don't think so. We'll always have tanks. Um, however, I think Putin overreached and he did not provide enough cover for a combined arms operation against a uh, demonstrably inferior enemy. Well, and and I think that's what happened. Right. Okay, so. Well, they weren't that inferior where they weren't competent in their squad tactics and yeah. uh how to fight how to fight a battle you know it, they right. were doing okay the ukrainians they're doing great i mean no, no you're you're misunderstanding me one one i'll tell you one the ukrainians were and are demonstrably or well i shouldn't say that they they were inferior certainly to the russians yep and putin overreached and he did not uh, conduct a combined arms attack like he should have. Go ahead. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. And the Ukrainians were able to resist that. I'm yeah. not saying mm -hmm. the Ukrainians um, weren't able to resist it. I'm saying the Russians should have conquered them. Right. They took advantage of the Russians' uh, logistical incompetence in trying to replenish the uh, oh yeah, the yeah. soldiers and. Right? Yeah. When you no. think no. that didn't happen? Wow. What <laughs> what army were you in? What do you mean? Did. No. Come on. There was a twenty mile <laughs> convoy that wasn't even Just space sitting there coming into the country. And it was a turkey shoot for the uh, Ukrainians. That's what really got them going is that they yeah. were wiping out all that convoy. And and you can and, and they you know, the generals were were not competent. Right. They had troops there that you know, were uh, drafted. They didn't want to be there. Half of them were told that it, they were over uh, someplace on maneuvers. Right. You know, give me a break. Bad I mean, I'm, I'm learning like the rest of you is from all these generals on TV. But, you know, the facts are the facts. I right. mean, you, you saw all that stuff on TV, with those convoys. Here's, here's the I mean, difference. The, the, this, this is the difference. It's it's strange, but it has to do with technology, obviously, is that these days you can you can take out like a $5 million tank with something that costs about $10,000, right? Would you say that? X, 10, 15 grand? Correct. And I think those? in the roundabout way, both uh, one, one and and oh. Clubber uh, made my point. That he overreached, he did not com conduct a combined arms yes. well, uh, invasion. Tell us what that is, then. Tell us what a combined arms that would land, sea, air. That's every yes, and everything that they just said. You have your logistics, which is the most important part of it, uh, set up ahead of time. You target exactly the right places, and you use air, sea in the land and you do it rapidly right. before the inferior enemy which the ukrainians were okay mm -hmm. they were they still are they're the underdogs i, said the that already, that do it. I know but let me ask you this are you and saying he, he he failed in that yeah are you, are you saying that uh that the russian army could have done these things that you're talking about that they could have got their logistics together that they could have you know done this perfect invasion yet they just didn't do it 
Or do you think they're competent of it doing it in the first place? I don't think they're competent enough to do what you would want them to do because the answer the answer is both. They You're wouldn't right. be losing, in, you know. They were not competent enough to do that is first. And secondly, they could have done it if they had done it right. Okay, well, you answer my question for. Okay, next question, ready? If tanks we're on tanks again. Won't someone just build a bigger tank? I mean, isn't that the way the military weapons go? They'll just build a bigger tank that will resist these $10,000 anti-tank weapons? No, no, they may build a more impenetrable or um, uh, more capable tank. I'm not sure. I think you'll always have to have a mobile platform that can introduce rapid mobile uh, massive firepower upon an enemy. Okay, so now this is, you can tell that X talks about these things with authority, okay, because he's actually done it before. I have to bring you back again to a few years ago when we were down on the beach near the house with the little ladies, okay, and we had firecrackers. And the little lady says, don't do that, you'll get hurt. And I said, he used to have like five tanks. You can lose an eye for crying out loud. <laughs> he used to blast off five tanks. What a little firecracker. <laughs> Guess who won? Anyway. <laughs> Thank you, X. So the last question then is, you might have already uh, answered it. So how does it end? Or is it just going to go into the stalemate? And I mean, they, they, have, they have trenches. The Ukrainians have trenches that go 300 miles. Imagine that. They're talking about World War I stuff. 300 miles of trenches over there. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, so it, 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 I mean, it could very well just turn into this kind of law of attrition, which these things kind of sometimes turn into, right, X? Yeah, it could. You're not going to like my answer. It could have ended fairly quickly, I think. Go ahead. Um, uh, if both sides came together, you have to understand what the Ukraine is. The, the, yes. the eastern part of the Ukraine is, I think they call them Holodniks. I can't remember. Go ahead. They're Russian background. Raven, wake up. Raven, Raven, Orthodox, wake up. Orthodox people. The western Ukraine is basically Western European. People. Okay, yes. And they're Catholics versus Orthodox. Okay, we'll see. Then and this, this answer you won't like. I thought earlier... If um, the Roman Pope Francis got with the Patriarch of Moscow and they got together, they could have worked it out. Oh, really? The Catholics? But it turns no, we, out, got a, we got a holy war. Huh? Yeah, they, well, it, in a way. No, it I, like. I would have thought that would have been the case because they're all, it's yeah. whatever. Well, it's not a holy war. But the Patriarch apparently is a big bud. Putin. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It's about so, the Greek Catholic. And, and that ended that. And they were ske scheduled to meet this week or last week. Go ahead. Francis and the Patriarch. Yes. And the Patriarch. Uh, and when Francis said, this guy's totally supportive. Who's Francis? The Pope? And I've got my I've got my issues with Francis, too. Francis. But it was off. Who are you talking about? Francis the Pope? Is that the Pope's Pope name, Francis? Francis, yes. You know, he used so to be a I, bouncer. I thought that could have been hmm. because if it gets worse, and it will get worse. Go ahead. Despite what you think. <laughs> you worse. know what I, 
Right. Yep. Um, that would have been a good solution. That's me. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to find just the right church music to play over that. Matt, can I just bring out yes. one point? That Please you, do. When uh, X talked about the Russian and the Ukrainians, one of the things I read, is, which is interesting, that gave the Ukrainians an advantage there. First of all, it's in their playground. But that right. a lot of Ukrainians understand Russian. Yes. Russians don't understand Ukrainian. Interesting. So when the Russians are on their unsupported lines giving direction to the different troops, the Ukrainians are listening to them and they're getting everything because the, a lot of their communication lines, the Russians are, you know, go back to the 80s and 90s. So right. they were very easy to hook in on. And they could understand everything the Russian troops were talking back to their generals and leaders where the Russians don't understand Ukrainian. See, what, why would you it's an not? interesting point. I, I found that very interesting. Yeah. Why would you not take that That's into wild. consideration if you're going to invade this country? That, hey, listen, maybe they're going to be able to you know, get in on our 1980s telephone system. They can understand us. We can't understand them. These are like things you've got to think these things out if you're going to invade some country. But It's all leadership. They're, they're yeah, leadership. Yeah, there is really kind of weird. Like it's incompetent. Why don't we they do lost, this? what, seven generals so far? Right, you know, right. I think about they that. probably shot their own generals, though, like they did in Vietnam. You know, it's been known to, shoot, to happen. You know the NCOs, but yeah, um, the, some of these guys that were what do you call them? The that they forced into the military in Russia. Yeah, the conscripts. They probably shot the generals because they didn't want to go into the yeah, battle. It, it's yeah. happened before. I'll tell you what. Why don't we take a commercial break now, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay tuned. I was in the hospital with my son for 18 months. When he got injured, I wasn't prepared, but I knew I had to be strong. When I was told about John's injury, I was in complete shock. I just remember rushing into his room and giving him a big hug and letting him know I was there. These veterans and families are just a few of the heroes we serve at Homes for Our Troops. For thousands of severely injured veterans, everyday life is filled with barriers. It was really the, the little things throughout the house. Counters that you can't roll up to. I had to drag my wheelchair down steps. I want to help, but he is so determined. At Homes for Our Troops, we build specially adapted custom homes with features like wheelchair access, roll-in showers, and automatic door openers that allow them to function independently and focus on their recovery and family. This house is freedom. It's hope. It's a new beginning. This house has given me my family back. To learn more, visit hfotusa.org. Imagine you knew what was going to happen two seconds before it happened. Imagine you lived with the world's most beautiful supermodel. Imagine you drove a Jaguar with machine guns behind the headlights. Well, it's time to stop dreaming and start reading about Navy Lieutenant Chris Starr, hero of Mac Maloney's new best-selling paranormal detective series, Codename Starman. Who murdered the most beautiful tea girl in San Diego? Who's bombarding a small Massachusetts town with heavy artillery on Christmas Eve? Who's causing the mass murder of terrorists in the jungles of Africa? These are the cases Lieutenant Chris Starr must solve in the Kalashnikov Kiss, the first book in Mac's exciting new series, Codename Starman. Follow the Starman as he uses his psychic abilities to crack cases the U.S. Navy has declared too unusual. Find out why the Pentagon calls him the X-Files guy. And what is the wormhole anyway? To find out, get your own tomato can and be ready for action, strange adventures, paranormal activity, and lots of cover models. In Codename Starman, the Kalashnikov Kiss. 
by Mac Maloney. On sale now at Amazon and your local bookstore. Welcome back to Mac Maloney's Mother Track Saw Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Macaroni. Wow, what a show. This has turned out to be first. Girls, the real Juan Juan is here. Juani. Hello, girls. Hello, Mac. Yep, it's me. It's real and uh, unedited. unedited. Well, <laughs> up to this point anyway, yes. Club did a very good impression of you as it turns out, you know? I agree. Yeah. yeah so. I, I would agree as well. So anyway, that voice you hear is uh, Raven, our... Uh, Favorite good witch up there in Sideways and Yacht, Raven. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. What are you drinking tonight, if we may ask? Kolsch. Oh, that? Really? Yeah? Huh. Okay. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. All right. Well, it's good beer, I guess. It's grapefruit beer or something. Can you please spell that, Raven? No. It's K-O-L-S-C-H. It's grapefruit beer. Grapefruit beer. Yep. Okay. Kirsch. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, security chief is here, Willie Club. How are you doing, Willie? WC. You know, Mac, I'm doing great. It's, mm-hmm. it's really good to be here tonight. It looks like everyone's, you know, really on their uh, A game tonight. And really? I, I like that. I hate to be the only one sometimes that's oh. on their O game. You don't a think it's game, a little... So we're consistent. A little really strange feisty tonight. tonight aren't we? Yes. He's so I am. fresh, isn't Feisty he? is the word. Well, no, that's X. He got me going on an X. earlier segment. So I just... X is also here, okay? Yeah. <clears throat> he what? Looks, yeah. Right, what you're stirring up stuff. That's cool. That's good. Good radio there. X. Thank you for having me. Right from the French. X is with us. So anyway, uh what we have is uh a very strange story from uh Raven. Right? We talked about this uh, off air as they say. I get creeped out by anything you <laughs> I don't want to say I get creeped out by anything you do or say, but the segments you present you have a very high creep factor. So <laughs> let's hear uh, what what is this week's? Wow, whole far. I always like find weird stuff, but I really wanted to to do something, um, you know, in light of Earth Day and Arbor Day in in an unknown year. Um, I'm very passionate about that. So I have three um, haunted, uh, creepy, spooky uh, forests. So I thought that that would be just like a fun thing to do. Um, So the first one I have is um, Hoya Bashu. Uh, in Romania, and this is called the Bermuda Triangle of Transylvania. Nice. Um, so strange occurrences started happening around the 1960s uh, when biologist Alexandru Sift uh, photographed a flying object above the treetops. Mm-hmm. And shortly after this happened, a shepherd and a flock of 200 sheep vanished into thin air. Really? Never seen again. Wow. Well, yeah. Sheep. Um, Many visitors to the forest have experienced UFO sightings. Um, they've experienced uh, hearing laughter and a woman talking. Um, and they've also experienced leaving um, this location with scratches, headaches, rashes, burns, nausea, and sometimes a high fever. Oh, um, and high, yeah, like, no, goodbye. Hmm. <laughs> high radiation was also found in the soil. Yeah, sure. Um, the majority of the activity happens 
in one particular spot in the forest where a perfect clearing has formed. They did studies just to rule things out, um, but nothing in the soil explains why nothing grows there. Mm-hmm. There's no anomalies, but for whatever reason, nothing grows in in this, this circular area. Wow. Um, the trees themselves are also very strange. I encourage you to Google this. It's Hoya Bashu. Um, their trunks are twisted. Mm. Um, and they're they're actually not very old. The trees themselves are only 200 years old, yet all of the trunks are twisted and warped. Wow. They're oddly shaped. Some of them have grown like together and fused. Mm. It's just very strange, mm-hmm. very creepy. Mm-hmm. Um As of today, researchers are still trying to figure out why so much activity happens here. Um, Some people speculate that this could be a portal to a parallel universe or another world. But right now we're we're all just kind of left speculating. That's right. right. Um, So that that's Hoya Bashu. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I definitely encourage looking these up. It's very interesting. What's it? Um, How do you spell it? It is spelled (laughs) H-O-I-A space B-A-C-I-U. In Got Romania, right. yeah. <clears throat> Imagine you're in Transylvania. You're already wow, in Transylvania. <laughs> yeah, you're. Like, and you get a, and you're in that's the Bermuda, really weird. You're in the Bermuda Triangle of Transylvania. Jeez. Okay, that's strike yeah. two. That's weird. Okay, go please, right. So my next one I have is you guys might have heard of this, uh, the Island of the Dolls, uh, it's oh. Isla de las Muencas, um, and that's in Sawachi Milkau. I'm very sorry if I mispronounced that. Um, and this is in Mexico. Um, and it is said that, um, this Island is haunted by the spirit of a young girl who drowned in the canal when she got caught in the lilies. Um, her body was discovered by Don Julian Santana Barrera. Um, and it said that a doll was found shortly after he discovered her body floating down the canal, like almost following her. Mm. Um, Barrera took the doll and hung it from a tree. Um, he did this as a way to appease the girl's spirit. Um, and then for the next 50 years, uh, Barrera was just collecting dolls. Um, and these were in various conditions. They were sometimes only torsos, regularly missing body parts, heads, Um, very dirty, just decaying dolls. Mm. Um, But he got whatever he could find. Um, Again, thinking that maybe this would help her rest. And he just put them all over the island. Uh Um, Unfortunately, it's very, it's it's not clear if the little girl ever existed. Um, But Barrera did dedicate the rest of his life to her spirit. Um, And I mean, still haunts the island. Yeah. Um, uh, one one. The most. Uh, one one. Just. I was oh, just sorry. Just, sorry. Go ahead. One one texted me. No, this is not. You know, Island of the Dolls on uh, X Hamster. It's not. We're talking about something that actually happened. Though. Okay. Just checking. Um. You spelled it right. The weirdest though. thing that I came across in research was actually how Barrera died. Um. In 2001, his body was discovered in the same place that he always claimed that he found the little girl, oh. and he had also died of drowning in the canal. Um. That I just think is incredibly Weird. strange that it parallels that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Today, the island is a macabre tourist attraction. It said that the dolls move their limbs and heads, and some of them blink their eyes, and people regularly hear whispering throughout the island, and almost like a, a luring sensation for them to come towards the island. Yikes. Okay. Yeah. I don't get it. You know, I do understand. I've never been to Mexico, but I know that they kind of have a 
different take on religion, let's say, you know, then you know what I mean. You know, there's a lot of death stuff that is also celebrated where in the United States it isn't really celebrated, but you know, they they have death mm -hmm. holidays and stuff. Very strange. I know that yeah. only because I watched Breaking Bad. Yeah, don't drink the water. Don't drink the water. That's true. So, so wow, wow, that's crazy, man. That's uh, woods. Woods on the face of it, just woods are crazy. You go into the woods, you're going to come out. That type of thing, you know. So, please, yeah. Raven, continue. Um, yeah, I have one more, um, and this is Cameron Park in Waco, Texas. Um, this is home to the witch's castle or the witch's house, um, and there's two different versions of how everything kind of played out in this. So I'm going to give you both of those. Um, in the early night, I'm sorry, in the early 1800s or 1900s, we're really not sure just because there's no records. Um, the people of Waco suspected a woman living in Cameron Park to be a witch because so many people went missing in those woods. Um, so fearing for their lives, of course, the residents of Waco formed a mob and they burned her house to the ground yeah, well, with huh. the woman inside of it. Oh, so Gross. there's that. Yeah. Um, the second theory is a woman and a young boy lived in the forest together and the boy would invite his friends to his house and then those friends would never be seen again. Mm. Um, so it was speculated that the boy was killing these children and then hiding their bodies in the woods of Cameron Park. But again, the residents of Waco actually blamed the woman and assumed witchcraft and they burned her house down with her inside of it. Wow. But uh, the young boy was never found. <laughs> Tough crowd. Wow. So people will um, experience kind of like that, uh, like we were talking about with Hayabachu, um, that whispering um, woman's voice type of a thing. Mm. Um, it is. I've seen a couple things that say they see an apparition, um, but it's it's few and far between. Mm -hmm. it, um I mean, like the witch's castle is, it's still technically there, but it's just rubble. Um, and there's some crumbling walls. Um, it overall seems like it's more of just a very spooky place yeah, yeah. versus haunted, mm. um, which to me seems very strange because Waco has so much dark history, yes, but sure. um, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's uh, Cameron Park. I did also find something about uh, Lover's Leap. Um, where a Native American, um, would it be biracial couple? Go ahead. They were together and their parents didn't approve of it. And they chased them um, trying to split up the union because they were going to run away and get married. And they ended up jumping off of a cliff oh, in Cameron no. Park. Uh -huh. um, and it's called Lover's Leap. Uh -huh. um, That's too bad. Poetically um, sad. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But those it's, are my uh, creepy forests. Wow. And, um, I just thought it would be fun for, for Earth Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, aren't you a little ray of sunshine? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> you and me both, X. <laughs> Listen, there was a, I, I just got to mention that there's a, there's a place similar to what you were talking about in Romania. It's in uh, the Urals and Russia. And the Urals are kind of like the Russia's Rocky Mountains, kind of. And um, it's called the uh, M Triangle. And it's like kind of the same thing where, um, you know, people go in there just feel a different way. They see a lot of UFOs. They see a lot of different creatures and stuff. Supposedly, the wild creatures will come right up to you. I mean, you hear all kinds of stories, okay? But there's a place there where 
Um, they didn't let the, the the Russians didn't let regular people in there until you know this had that kind of warming there with Gorby, and they did the, let people in there and so on. And uh, but there's only one place there where cell phones will work. It was uh, people you know spend overnight in the forest and they hear traffic nearby, stuff like that. You know, really kind of crazy stuff. And it's the same thing. It's like why here? You know, and there's radiation in the ground and blah blah blah. Who knows? You know, but it does seem like these I places just that in a in a book by I believe. Mac Maloney. Oh, really? Hunt Seal every week. Pretty sure. Haunted Universe. That was the bestseller. The bestseller, right? That Wawan never read his own forward, right? Wow, crazy. Yes, I did. I read it a number of times. Um, So why don't we uh, do that? Thank you, Raven, for that report. And um, wow, Creep City. Yeah, you ain't kidding. You know, thank You're you. You're welcome. Really appreciate it. And Bob, wonder Waco is so wacko. Bob, it's yeah. Wacko. I'm not going there for vacation. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's wacko. Chamber of me. Commerce are going to love us after this show. Uh, Bob the Ghost also thanks you for that to Raven. So why don't we do this? Take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Mill Tracks on show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. It's early medieval Europe. Norse marauders are pouring down from the north. Step riders threaten from the east, and Moorish raiders are surging up from the south. Now, as the Vikings plan an invasion of Ireland, the country's aging king must somehow protect his nation. But who is up to the task? Nordic sagas tell us an obscure and unlikely hero arises to save his people. Wolf of Clontarf leaps into history as a nightmare to the Norse and avenger for the Celts. It's Vikings meets Braveheart as this legendary Irish warrior, some medieval special operations forces, and a young woman spy help the Irish king defeat the Viking invaders. It's a tale spanning 15 years and leading up to the most decisive battle of the Middle Ages. That's Wolf of Clontarf, a new novel from Thomas J. Howley, now on Amazon. I'm going to go off that topic just a touch. Okay. Now, there has been for many years... The biggest uh, Porsche swap meet in the world happens in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Go ahead. And it happens in the parking lot of Hershey Park. Yes. And it's early. It's like in April. Yes. So it, it happens way before the park is really open and crazy. Uh, so for years, they've scheduled a certain week every year. And then um, it, it turned that it, it ended up being on a like a holiday. Okay, like Easter. Yes. Or, you know, so a lot of the people were complaining they couldn't go to Hershey to do the swap meet. Okay. Because it was falling on a holiday, they had to be home with their family. Yes. So they tried getting Hershey Park to give them the week before. Okay. Yes. And what they found out was that there is a group of people that rent that area, that parking, those parking lots. Okay. And this is big. We're talking thousands of people. I know where this is going. Go ahead. These the people that rent it the week before yep. at Hershey are a group of people who buy those life size. Yes. Latex dolls. Oh yeah. Oh and wow. And they bring them on oh. vacation with them. Now we hang on. Okay. It's a cheap date. They, <laughs> they, no, these things are four grand. Oh, actually, or okay. better. Yes. These All are right. thousands and thousands of dollars. Well, these are expensive. I know exactly. They're very lifelike. Like animals. How would you know? No, no. <laughs> All of us. Well, I would do know. <laughs> right. So anyway, they uh, these guys bring them to the hotels around the area, and they. Put them in bikinis and bring them out to the bath uh, to the uh, swimming pools, and they dress them to take them to dinner. No, 
You're telling me that they go yeah, out there with the, with yeah. the, with yeah, the, with with the dolls? They take them to the pool and hang out with them, and they and they sit them together. You know, the women dolls at a pool <laughs> in bikinis and stuff. Stop, stop, stop. No, I'm serious. But how could how Mac? Could... You you're kidding. You've never heard of this. They have guys bringing rubber dolls to pools and to dinner. You know, I had no idea this even was a thing. But apparently, there's thousands of them. It's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a big deal, you know, and they show them off and they buy But the, don't you think it's a little odd to walk into a restaurant with, oh, a, with an inanimate object? With I big... think it's insanity, but... Yeah, okay, all right, to but each his own. They're, they're, okay. Now, um, they're also... Do they talk? I don't think they talk, but they do a lot of other things. They don't they really? Uh, okay. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show. This turned out to be girls very quickly. Very, very famous one. One is here. Why? Hello, girls. Hello, Mac. Okay. Hi. Awesome Ra- show so far. Raven is, is also here. Raven, how are you? Hi. I'm good. Thank you. Staying awake, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. Yeah, thank you. That's for that vote of confidence also. On her third beer, I think, maybe. Yeah, yeah good job. Third, okay. All right. That's <laughs> All right. We, have, <laughs> we have to catch up. Uh, security chief is here, Willie Club, WC. Hey, Mac. Hi, folks. Mm-hmm. I like the show tonight. A lot of variety. A lot of, a lot variety of different is right. topics. And so points of view. And, yeah, of course, I'm really, uh, excited about it. who else is here is uh, Agent X, the uh, guy who works for the agency that works for the agency's X. How are you? Hey, Mac, thanks for having me. And mm-hmm. I, I agree with the guys. This is a great show. I really? Think. Yep. So far. Okay, so far. So good. And a lot of fun to do. So, the best is yet to come. Yeah, that's what she said. Hang on. High point. <laughs> All right, look. Uh, so anyway, so, uh, you know, a lot of times uh, during the week, you know, one of us will come upon a uh, kind of cool topic or whatever, and we'll, you know, pass it around. Right, Club? Yep. Mac, before I get into that, I, I just wanted a brief thing on uh, what Juan Juan talked about before. Yes. About that goings on up in the uh, Portsmouth submarine base. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you got my interest on that. So I went online to get an update. And it's interesting. They now described it as an investigation of vandalism. Oh, oh. all right. So yep. we know what that means. But sure. it says they're, they're investigating an alleged act of vandalism aboard a submarine undergoing maintenance. All right. It was the USS Texas. Texas. Mm-hmm. And Texas. all they said is they don't they don't have anybody they're, They've offered a five thousand dollar reward for anyone uh, providing information. So, uh, you know, it, mm. they may call it quote unquote, you know, a, a not sabotage, you know, they, you know, they're trying, they might be trying to cover up what it is, obviously. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what it is. But we should, they called it vandalism. We should so anyways, I just thought I'd give us a little update. Could be that. pissed off a uh, ship worker who uh, well, didn't get that happened before. Well, we've seen that no. before. They yeah, did have flyers and stuff, right. but, yep. but I just thought that interesting. They called it vandalism. We should, yeah. uh, let me, uh, but, I first heard the word sabotage, but that might've been me processing vandalism and turning sabotage. it into sabotage. But. Well, we'll huh. just have to keep watching NCIS on TV. Yeah, our, who's our NCIS contact? <laughs> we, we should, but uh, you, all do, you all do realize 
Portsmouth is very close to Massachusetts. All right, I was just going to say that we should explain to the listeners that um, basically what it what it is is that the the very northeastern part of Massachusetts basically touches Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and then Portsmouth, New Hampshire touches Maine. It's like it's a it's a kind of triangular effect. It's kind of strange, right? And Portsmouth. Uh, New Hampshire, and then Kittery, Maine, which are basically just across the river from each other, there's an enormous sub-base there where they fix them. They don't build them, but they fix them, and people come in and out and so on and so forth. And they've had their problems up there. They've had some security problems up there. Some guy there burnt the whole the middle of a submarine now because he didn't want to serve anymore. So I'm like, well, I don't want No, shouldn't say that. Sorry. One. Yeah, why um, would I know that? Yeah, right. And, um, you know, so it's just that's that's what we're Jeez. talking about. And it's it's really literally right up the street from where we do the show. Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Exactly. So wow. Okay. All right. So we're uh, we're up to date. Cool. So um, anyway, so we had this story and um, about you know the very rare um, case in where uh, one enemy helped another kind of make it through the wall, right, Club? Yeah, Mac. You know, when you sent me that link, I I remembered that situation. I had read it years ago, but never really get into it. So I did some research, and it really is quite an interesting uh, situation. It obviously is a true story. There's plenty of documentation on it. And what it's called is uh, Charlie Brown and Frank Stigler incident. And uh, it, this happened on uh, the 20th of December, 1943, right in the middle of the war. <clears throat> and uh, there was, uh, it involved Charlie Brown, who's he's not, that's not his real name. I think it was, I forget his first name, but they called him Charlie Brown. And, uh, and uh, Frank Stig, Franz Stigler, and he was a uh, German fighter pilot. So anyways, Charlie Brown was part of a B-17 Flying Fortress bomber uh, squad, and their uh, bomber was named Ye Old Pub. And, uh, you know, it was part of the U.S. Air Force. Anyways, um, they were, this was their first mission. Uh, Charlie Brown's group, uh, this is their first bombing mission. And it was uh, over Bremen, Germany. And uh, their mission there was to uh, go in and uh, bomb a factory. It was a aircraft production facility located in Bremen. And um, the uh, group went over, the squadron itself was a significant, significant number of planes. Um, and uh, one of the things, of course, being their first mission, that was scary enough. But they had the uh, the routine pre-mission briefing, and uh, they were advised at that time that they might be encountering hundreds of German fighter planes, and that Bremen was guarded by more than 250 uh, flax, uh, those flax uh, guns, you know, that they shoot up at the uh, at the planes, they can go up way above the, the height of the, the planes. So, Robert, sorry, Flugabwehrkanonen. I was just going to say that. Yeah, I got caught in my time. There. Thanks, X. <laughs> sorry. That's all right. But anyway, so this is what they had to face. Here they are in their first mission. They're going uh, out there. They're gonna, they've been told it's probably not going to return. In the top it off, Brown's crew was advised that they're uh, location uh, in the in this flying uh, mission that they were going to be in what was known as the purple hot corner and you can just tell by purple hot corner what that meant but 
what it is, it's a spot in the edge of the uh, formation that was considered especially dangerous because the Germans targeted the edges instead of shooting straight, straight through the middle of the formation. So they had that to look forward to. And uh, to make it worse, uh, since as they were going through this, since three of the bombers had to turn back because of mechanical problems, Brown and his squadron was told to move up to the front of the formation. So they went from bad to worse. Uh, the crew on, the, on his uh, bomber consisted of uh, 10. Uh, they had tail gunners and, and uh, pilots, co-pilots, and a bunch of different crew members. Now, as they were flying over the, uh, or toured the site, that um, was hit by flak, their plane. And what it did, it shattered the plexiglass nose. Have you ever seen these bombers? Their nose is clear, you can see, they can see right out. And uh, at the same time, it knocked out the number two engine, and then it further damaged another engine, causing it to uh, slow the bomber. And uh, it had to fall back because it now no longer had much power. So now it went from being in front, very wide open, to falling back as a straggler. So um, it continued to suffer more damage. Obviously, it's out there all on its own. And uh, the crew decided with all the damage that, you know, they ought to uh, consider uh, jumping out of, the, out of the craft, bailing out. However, one of the crew members was really uh, injured uh, pretty badly. So they all decided that uh, they weren't gonna bail out and leave him behind. So they elected to stay in the, uh, the craft. Um, during this period, so they wouldn't have to leave him behind. So um, anyways, they were flying along and um, all of a sudden this uh, Franz Stigler, the German fighter pilot, uh, by the way, who was an ace, uh, prior to this, he had 27 victories. Um, he was in the ground, he was uh, refueling his, uh, his fighter bomber it was a Maserati BF-109. And he saw the plane above him because it was going so low now because it had lost so much power. So he could see it and so could the rest of the Germans on the ground. So he immediately uh, uh, filled up his plane and he got back in the air, even though he had a bullet from one of the uh, uh, bombers in his um, radiator. So it, you know, he, he really didn't, pick up the speed that he normally would have, but he saw that perfect target. So anyways, he went, uh, he, he quickly uh, caught up with the plane when he got up there, all right? And um, he could see as he got next to the plane that the whole side of the airframe was, was torn open and he could actually look inside from his position uh, near, the, near the bomber and see the men sitting in there, the ones that are injured and so on. One was uh, decapitated, in fact. He was, of course, in the, uh, the seat down there, you know, where the, uh, I forget the name of it, where the turret is, you know, but, but he's, he was uh, decapitated. And I guess this German pilot, Stigler, saw that. He saw how, what bad shape they were in. So uh, he decided 
for some reason that he wasn't going to fire on them. And what was later realized that um, he recalled when he was in uh, training, uh, he was in another area, I think he was in North Africa flying over there. And he recalled his commander at that time, ordering them to follow the rules of the game when it comes to, you know, dealing with situations. And the, he remember his commander said, if I ever see or hear of any of you shooting in un, a, um, an, a, a, anyone in a parachute, I'll shoot you myself. So he basically said, you know, you, you don't do that. You don't shoot parachute is going down. And he remembered that. And uh, later this came to light that that was one of the reasons that he didn't go after that plane that was such an easy target. He said to himself, he considered that a parachute. So anyways, to, to go on, he, uh, he tried to persuade them, uh, the, you know, uh, Brown, the, who was the pilot and the co-pilot, you know, to, to land. He was giving them hand signals and so on, telling them to land uh, at a local German airfield and surrender. Uh, and they kept going. So then he was telling them to divert. He was signaling to, I guess, Sweden was right there. And that although Sweden, you know, was um, neutral. So uh, but they wouldn't listen to him. Hmm. You know, they first of all, they didn't really they really couldn't tell what he was saying. You know, they have masks on their face for the oxygen. And here's a German trying to point. And anyways, hmm. so no. So they just ignored him and they kept going. And um, then um Brown uh, and his crew, you know, had uh, again earlier decided, you know, there's a chance they're going to crash, but they didn't want to get out because they didn't want to leave one of their crew members on the plane. So, so they stayed there. Uh -huh. So anyways, the German ace Stigler, he stayed with them. He flew next to their plane and uh, he stayed in close formation to them because down below, there were the anti-aircraft, Germany anti-aircraft units, and he didn't want them to target it. So he actually stayed right with the plane so that the uh, anti-aircraft wouldn't shoot it down. Huh. And he escorted it all the way across the coast until it uh, got over open water. Huh. And wow. then at that time, Brown was able to fly the bomber another 250 miles wow. toward the RAF uh, seething uh, uh, station. It's the uh, air station. Mm -hmm. Though they didn't make it. They got close. They, they crashed into the sea. And um, amazingly, out of the 10 crew members, nine survived. Wow, that is amazing. It's the one who was, who was in the uh, turret, you know, who got decapitated yeah, right. uh, when they were up there. So yeah. anyways, it's, it's an amazing story. But what's even more amazing is that years later, Brown, the, uh, you know, the American uh, pilot, he wanted to find that Stigler. He wanted to see if he was still alive because he was so, they were so taken by his, his you know, actions. And I think it was like, it was around 1986. Mm. He, he had been going all over the place and eventually he located him. Uh, Stigler was, used to go to uh, different uh, shows where uh, conventions, uh, reunions, I guess, for pilots and American pilots. Because um, number one, uh, Stigler had um, left Germany after the war. 
uh, he was not very popular in Germany at that time. His antics or his bravery, we'll call it, was well known, but that was not popular in Germany. So anyways, he ended up leaving Germany and he moved to uh, Vancouver, British Columbia back in 53. So like I say, years later, the uh, round finally found him. He had, and, and what happened was Stigler sent a letter to Brown and he identified himself and he proved that he was the pilot. You know, he put certain information in there that they know. So anyways, uh, from that point on, they became very good friends. Uh, Stigler, as I say, lived in Canada and uh, Brown lived in Florida. And they would get together at different conventions and things. And if you go on uh, online, you can see so many pictures of them together with their spouses and uh, everything, you know, at all the reunions. But they became uh, really close. And the amazing thing was that uh, they both uh, lived a long life. Stigler lived to age 93 almost like he was given a reward, you know, for being such a nice person. Yeah, right. And Brown lived till 86. Hmm. And, you know, with all the stress they were under and those things, you would think they wouldn't have lasted so long. But the interesting thing was they died three months apart. Is that right? In 2008. Wow. Is that right? That's really sweet. Man, that's right. Yeah, it was really uh, an amazing story. That, that You know, there's more to it. And I think what I recall, there was a book out I saw that it said it was called A Higher Call. And it's uh, by Adam Makos, and it was a, you know, biographical no novel dated 2012. So if anyone's interested in more of that story, but that's a real true life story. You know, you hear some, but this is was really true life and just showing them together all those years, right. getting together again. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. amazing. Yeah. So anyways, you know, there, there wasn't much good to talk about in World War II as far as the combatants. So a story like that. Right. Yes. No, it is something, but uh, so, anyways, um, uh, th that was uh, that's a good story. There's yeah. probably a, a lot more of those kinds of stories you really don't know about, they don't rise to the surface, I guess. Don't hear but, about well, them. Maybe, uh, I don't know. Uh, does someone to go all those years and the, all with yeah. them try to find them and mm. just, just incredible. you know, the individual combatants in the, in the war didn't have it, wasn't like against them, you know, it was it's it's all political, it was all you know. Oh, sure. Yeah. And higher level combat, yeah. I guess. I mean, yeah, we're at war with you, but I don't have a personal no. a hatred how it, to this how guy it always works. the plane. Well, let me give you is a, he wants to kill me, and I guess I have to try and kill him. Right. Can I just end with a real life uh, history that I know? Yes. My uncle served in World War II, and he was a medic. Mm -hmm. And he was assigned to Texas during the uh, war, a prison camp for the German prisoners. Mm -hmm. And he uh, was there for, I think, two years with them, guarding them and, and all that stuff. After the war, he became good friends with a lot of them. And I can recall him showing me Christmas cards that wow. came from Germany from these folks. And this was years later. But yeah, so yeah. there's an example. Yep, but again, yeah. they, he wasn't in a combat situation. But there's a case where, you know, people so far apart in their in their plans and, and so on in their their uh, history. Yep. To. To, to come back together. So, uh, yeah, I want it's well, like human said. dignity and sanity rose to the service in so many places. It had to be documented and had to be, you know, the, the, the individuals have to uh, show up and get together and right. say, yeah, 
war sucks, but you know we, we can still be friends. But it's always <laughs> it's always the uh, the you know the politicians and the people at the top who create wars, you know, who start wars, you know, yeah. and they and they it's, and you always think, why 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 would anyone in their right mind want to start a war? Yeah. Well, you know, if you're in this kind of uh, seat of power. You know, it's it's going to make you more powerful. There are economic reasons. There are you know strategic reasons and stuff like that. And sometimes they do it, as we're witnessing uh, these days. But if you got the individual soldiers together, just to talk to each other, you know, play music it's or almost, something. You know, go ahead, Raven. But this poor guy was ostracized. Here he is, a German fighter pilot, an ace. Yes. Mm -hmm. By the way, he was shot down seventeen times during the war. Wow, seventeen. Seventeen times. Oh, he had, had a lot of kills himself, but he was shot down kills. that many times. Jeez. And he was ostracized wow. for doing he went that. Back yeah. to Germany after the war because they knew of this situation. Yeah. Well, I understand the Germans. They, they we bombed the hell out of them. I can understand why they didn't like us. But I felt so bad for him that he had to leave his country. Yeah. Even. But it's not like he well, he led a good life. He, in fact, he was a very successful businessman. It said so. Mm -hmm. I was happy to hear that. There's that. Uh, there's a, on YouTube. There's like a a really incredible recreation of this whole story it's like about a 20 minute it's animated yeah, it's but you would swear that they are real people real people in this thing and it really kind of gives you the story you know exactly what happened raven i'm sorry i cut you off earlier please raven you were gonna say that's okay no. yeah it's, it makes you kind of think you know on a on a larger scale and in exactly what's you know happening now is how much were the soldiers told really like did they know that you know everything was going to become as violent as it ultimately did because i mean this guy clearly saw you know it's not right for me to just you know shoot this down like mm -hmm. that's that's messed up like i need to help from a human being standpoint mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. i feel like he's maybe like an old soul or something and you know he was definitely rewarded and what he did that's a really nice story right yeah yeah it, i mean it really shows you and, and also too i mean uh there's a kinship between uh pilots uh what, whatever side you're on you know they they mm -hmm. respect pilots have respect for each other to, you know uh, you know despite i should say you know what side you're on and the luftwaffe i don't i don't want to give any of them any credit but they were considered a very kind of professional force and they just happened to be around when hitler was around and um, but um, yeah. you know, of all the of all the uh, German military, they're the ones that you want to deal with. They they ran the good prison camps, for instance. Okay, they ran a lot of prison mm -hmm. camps, uh, things like that. You know, so and, and um, and there's a lot of stories. I know there's some story about a guy, a British uh, POW who went over the who went over the fence. Now, how about talk about Hudspur? Goes over the fence, and they send two soldiers out to get him. Two German soldiers. They catch him in the woods, and he convinces them to desert and that's how he escaped it, it, anytime they saw anyone they pretended he was their prisoner and they're marching him down the street or whatever and then they made it to the english channel and they deserted and that's how the guy got away so that's, a, tr you that's a true a, story yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i bet he became a great salesperson yeah right yeah yeah he said yeah and they, they he says you know i just i just worked on them and they saw my point of view so yeah how many times did he do that it just it just once, you know. He he just the once. Okay, he escapes. Yeah, yeah. He yep. wasn't making a career out of uh, convincing no, no, no. to no. desert and then no. He was, yeah, take me as your prisoner, just make believe, and yeah. get out of this mess. Yeah, there's also um, I remember reading oh. escape stories um, where these two guys they escaped, and 
you know, it, escaping was one thing, but now you got to like make your way across Germany, across France, you know, and not get caught, you know. So what they did was they just had a measuring tape and they were dressed like they were kind of workers, whatever. And they just had a measuring tape. So anytime they'd see, you know, some Germans come in, they'd just like stop measuring the street and stuff and stop measuring, you know, the, <laughs> the gates and stuff like that. And they just never got caught, never got caught. Great idea. But also, at some point, we have to talk about the guys who are in the um, – they're in a prison in Austria. They're mostly British, and they were up uh, – ex would probably know. And, um, and and these were the the, uh, the the prisoners who tried to break out of every other German prison. So a coldest, coldest castle. So they put them in this castle at the very top of this mountain, these crazy British guys, and they built a glider. They built a glider and pushed it out the window and escaped that way. Okay, that's how many they are. Yeah, and many other things. Too. That's insane. So anyway, so hey, this reminds me of a great Lily James movie. Go ahead. Uh, she's a this World War Two. She's a maid for uh, a high-ranking uh, person. Go ahead. And she falls in love with a. Uh, she's working for uh, Kaiser so and so. And but she's a maid, but really. She's a spy. Oh, okay. And but she falls in love with this German soldier. Yes, yes. So there's a uh, drama will ensue, as you may imagine. And uh, I forget the title of it. I have to. I'd have to look it up. But it's beside <laughs> the point. Very good, Lily James vehicle. Wow. If you know what I mean. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Wow. She's sweet. She's is, cute. She's. Is there like a Lily James movie that's bad? Yeah, Pam and Tommy. Yeah, Pam and Tommy. <laughs> Um, at first, I didn't like uh, uh, Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies, but then I fell in love like with that. it. I've watched yeah. it five times. Yeah, yeah. Because the choreography is amazing, and Lily James with with swords and knives, and and how they did all those antics with what they're wearing was just amazing to me. How old is she? I don't care. If, how old I don't is care she? if they're stunt women or whatever. You'll but know. still pretty amazing. How old is she? As of today, you should know her birthday right down to I the hour. Know. I know. I should but, but know. But but how many movies has she been in? She's she's been around for a while. Then. She's like in her thirties. She's like in her thirties. Really? She's yeah. you know she's still yeah, spring chicken. Tap, you know? tap dance. I'll find out. <laughs> Go, Google that, Raven. Wow. I mean, Lily James. I'm doing is, it right now. She's in a lot of movies, isn't it? She yeah. She doesn't turn much down. That's for sure. To me, Downton Abbey was her best role. She's 33. Okay. She just 33. had a birthday on April 5th. Wow. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah. She's wow. an Aries. Just, didn't you send her a card? Yeah, one more. I would have sent her a card. Every time I think something nice about you, you bring up downtown Abbey. Yeah. All right, look, we got, listen, <laughs> yeah. we got three minutes to go. Three well, minutes to go. Three minutes to go. When we get to England, probably within a week or two, we're going to visit Highclere Castle. All right, let me ask you a question, all right? Can, can I ask you a question, and you can you answer it in 60 seconds? One, one. Sure. Yeah. All right. Just I'm going to ask the question that everybody wants to know. Why would they call it Downton Abbey when everyone's going to make the mistake and call it Downtown Abbey? Why I would you know. do That's that? That's Julian Fellows. Is it? A I really don't know. Is it a real place? It's, well, where it was filmed is a real place, but okay. no, it's not. It's a ficti- yeah. it's, it's a fictitious place with a fictitious family. But well, then I would have come up with a, a real name. place, High Clare Castle. I would have come up with a better name. Raven, you're showing us something visually here on the radio. Yes. Uh, I was trying to. It didn't work. Right. Look like you sure me Lily James in her uh, Pride and Prejudice. Don't forget to take it, outfit. It was a comparison of Lily James and Pamela Anderson in their Baywatch bathing suits. Oh well, let's try oh, that yeah. again. Let's try okay. it again. Let's, okay. I think I've seen that picture. Wow. It's really hard I to mean, show on okay, here. Here we go. 
I mean, Lily James is, you know. Oh, wow. She's, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Oh, wow. 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 Who's who? Yeah. Huh. Now, listen, before no, we I go. I think the picture on the left is uh, embellished. Right, she's, we get two she's minutes. That, that big. I went to high school with those two girls. Yeah, he, I knows remember. he knows them. <laughs> um, if I told Lily you. Lily James is, is, is ample. One minute. Up front. One minute. Not like that. Oh, and if I told you. Bad. If I told you. That Pamela Anderson is Pam uh, yeah, right. If I told you Pamela Anderson is now the hottest actress on Broadway, would you believe me? No, Broadway? she is. Wow, yeah. yeah. Why? She's in Chicago. You know that play Chicago. Oh, she's in the, She's in Chicago. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. And these that, days, not that I know anything about Broadway, but a lot of tourists, you know, just go to the show. So if the tourists like the show, then you you have a big hit, and they like her. She's doing a reality show and stuff, but. What's interesting is she did it, not the talk show biz, but she did it as soon as Pam and Tommy came out. She probably loved it that it tanked, and then all of a sudden, it's her time for the comeback. Juan one's crying. I, I don't know if she loved it because because it tanked, but I think she was uh, consulted quite a bit on it. Uh, no, no, not not according to her or a PR person. Anyway, really, that's the Broadway segment of the show. So it's time for us to pull the ship into port. Okay. The train really? into the station, as the kids say. So anyway, let's time to do the plugs. Okay, first of all, Homes for Our Troops. Homes for Our Troops is a military organization that raises money for our disabled veterans, veterans of post-9-11 uh, action. So that basically means the Afghan war and the Iraqi war. Uh, veterans who came home, sometimes missing a limb or whatever. And what Homes for Our Troops does is they build them brand new homes and um, with like things like lower counter space, no stairs, Things like that uh, just make it a little bit easier for these people to get around. And then when they're built, uh, they just tear up the mortgage. They give them the keys. They give them the house for nothing, okay? And um, uh, and they deserve it. They deserve it. And they go on and live, you know, as normal lives. I hate to use that word, but as normal lives as they can because they already got the house behind them. No mortgage payment. As I said, they deserve it. Homes for our troops. Just Google them. Find out what they're about. 88 cents of your dollar um, actually goes to uh, veterans. And that's a very, very high number in the the um, charity biz, okay? Uh, and I've said it before. Why not say it again? We heard from them recently uh, because General Tom was on a few weeks ago in the World War II uh, trivia contest, and also um, we um, mention them every week, and um, they reported to us that they are getting donations from our listeners, our listeners. So I uh, said it before. I said it again. That makes it all worthwhile to me. So Homes for Our Troops, just Google them and see what they're about. And by the way, the general got in touch and said he'd be happy to have beers with us around July 4th, okay? Mark that down. Around July 4th, we're bringing the general out to get him loaded. So, uh, nice. homes for our troops. Homes for our troops. Or vice versa, probably. Um, Maybe we, I can be there virtually. You know, yes. somebody uh, hold up your, your new phone. Yes. And, There's uh, one one. Right. Uh, install WhatsApp. Right. Right. Um, also... Uh, we have a contest now where people are uh, writing in, and it's called Five Questions for Raven. Five Questions for Raven. So uh, uh, send us a uh, an email. Go to MacMaloney.com, hit the contact button, and just say Magic Fishbowl or Five Questions for Raven, whatever. And the winner, the winning, the lucky listener is going to come on the show. You ready for this, one one? Do you know about this? No, I don't. You don't? Okay. I don't know why you don't, but uh, they're going to come on the show, and they're going to ask Raven five questions. No, oh, yeah, I do know that. No limit, yes. right, Rave? No limit? Within reason. Oh, 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 oh <laughs> she talked to a lawyer. Okay. All right, we understand. 
Uh, so anyway, within, just within the bounds of uh, propriety and good taste. Yes. Okay. Well, How about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's. A I mean, short, I'm no, I'm no woman list. from downtown Abbey times or anything. No. Downtown. But, you know. Yes. Right. We <laughs> One of those so. proper women that uh, dress and up for dinner. You know, that's all we you, do is dress up. We, if you want. We've already discussed that I'm. Right. I don't dress up for anything. Well. <laughs> okay. Uh, so anyway, uh, as I was saying, if you uh, want a bag of swag from Mac Maloney's Military Exiles. Then go to the same MacMaloney.com, hit the contact button, and send us your mailing address. Okay, you got to tell us where to mail it out to, and uh, we'll have the bag of swag on its way. Uh, Bar Coast is still very, very uh, popular. Magnets, kitchen magnets with the logo on them, very popular. And the pins, of course. So um, you never know what you're going to get, but that's the bag of swag. Go to MacMaloney.com, hit the contact button, send us your mailing address, and we'll get it out to you. Too sweet. So I think that's it. That's it, there, right, kids. Okay. That's it already. Well, wow, the show went by fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot thank of good you. Content. Let me thank everyone individually. X, thank you. Thanks for joining us, X. Thanks for having thank me. You. And I think um, most of this was really interesting. Yeah, I, I know. I enjoyed it. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. We appreciate your service. Uh, Willie Club, our security chief. Thank you, Willie. Thank you. Thank okay. you for having me. I enjoyed it tonight. It was very good. But though I, I, I want to correct. Uh, X, I thought all of the show was, uh, yeah, was okay. excellent, but that's not okay. just the pot you're in, X. Okay. I take it back, okay. Clubber. You're right. Well, thanks. <laughs> Thank you, Club. Raven, it's that time of the night we have to say goodbye to you, Raven. That's my saddest part of the week. Yeah, I hate saying goodbye, told. but yeah. you know. oh well. Parting is such sweet sorrow. We'll see you soon. Mm-hmm. We'll see you soon, and we want to hear all about your weekend last weekend, and also the weekend that you have coming up. Sure. And, uh, you know, and so on and so forth. So, uh, yeah. thank you very much. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, Juan, Juan, thank you as always. And uh, you're welcome. Thank, Glad to be here. Juan, thank Pleasure you. Pleasure is all mine. Juan, everybody out there listening. Uh, this is Mac uh, for the rest of the gang saying until you hear us again, be safe, be happy, and bye bye.